Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Mr. President. Wake up, sir. It's almost nine o'clock. Nine, nine o'clock? Well, why didn't you wake me up earlier, Ralph? Hand me that robe, would you please? Uh, here you are, sir. I was going to wake you sooner, only I didn't have the heart. Well, I've got work to do. I know, sir. Only I thought it wouldn't hurt if you on a rest a little while. One well, night anyway. Well, it wasn't a long rest, Ralph. I didn't get to sleep till after five. Oh. Worrying about Mr. Holt again, no, sir? No, I can't seem to think of much else. Is the tub ready for me? Oh, I'll have to warm the water a little now, sir. Uh, I've started dreaming about him, Ralph. And in your dreams, you caught him, sir? That's the only place we have caught him so far. Uh, what did he be wanting to wear today, sir? The blue suit? Yes, that's all right. Of course, maybe I'm too practical-minded, sir. Is there such a thing, Ralph? About this Mr. Holt. Here he is, sir, going to Europe. Isn't that just about what everybody would want? Well, why wish him on Europe, Ralph? I mean, just so he isn't here. That's the main point. And here's everybody trying to get him back. Seems mighty impractical, Mr. President. A blue tie with a blue suit, sir? Anything, Ralph, anything. That Mr. Holt seemed like such a nice man. Yeah, I thought so too, Ralph. My sister thought that up about her husband was, sir. Guess we all make that mistake about some people. <laughs> yes, indeed we do, Ralph. I'm quite sure we do. Let's see who that is, Ralph. Uh, right away, sir. I believe the president's expecting me, Ralph. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Spear, Mr. President. Come in, sir. Yeah, thank you, Ralph. Oh, good morning, Bob. Good morning, sir. Excuse my not being shaved and dressed. Uh, Ralph let me oversleep. <laughs> no matter, sir. Now, sit down. Have you been making any progress? Not a great deal, sir. Got a staff of auditors going through the sales records and analyzing the contracts. There's not much on the face of them to prove they were fraudulent, except, of course, that the bidding was dishonest. It means we need Holt here very badly, doesn't it? Worse than ever. Provided he feels like telling us the details we need to know. And if we don't find him, then we can't prove those contracts fraudulent. The Bureau will have to turn over millions of dollars in supplies. We're not in a very happy position, Bob. Oh, I'll see what it is, sir. Mr. President. Come in, Miss Sarah. Mr. President, excuse me, but I knew you'd want to see this message right away. Charles Holt located in France. He will be returned to the United States within ten days. Miss Sarah, we've got him. Have him brought here the moment he arrives. Charlie, I want to give you a chance. Well? I want to give you a chance to undo some of the harm you've done by telling us the whole story from your side. We need that information. Will you do it? Is that why I've been brought here, Mr. President? Yes. I wanted to talk to you quietly. Talk to me? No. No, I know what it is. It's been the same from the very beginning. Men like Barr, he added in for me. I told you that. And spare the same thing. Cheap, ambitious tricksters willing to tell any lies to tear down a better man. Charlie, what in heaven's name are you talking about? And finally, they persuaded you, didn't they, sir? You said you believed in me, but I know now what that was worth. You plotted with them. 
That wasn't enough, was it? Now you've dragged me in here so you can crow, is that it? Well, all right, go ahead. I can't, Charlie. Get hold of yourself. I've had time to think, Mr. President. And I wasn't guilty of anything worse than carelessness. You said so yourself. Then why did you run away? Because I never expected you to turn against me. Is that what being president does to men? Do you forget your friends and listen only to liars and to schemers? Oh, listen to me. We know you're guilty of corruption on a large scale. We know you ran away out of shame and fear. But now you've got a chance to make it a little easier for yourself. And a lot easier for us. Is this another cheap politician's Hold I... You can help us if you will. By telling us about every fraudulent contract you made. How much was paid? What individuals were involved? <laughs> it is a politician's trick. First to ruin my career, and then you expect me to help you. Listen, Hall. Hold, I'll give you one more chance to stop this wild talk. One more chance? <laughs> you can put me in prison till I die. I'll never help. Don't you realize what you're doing? If you don't help us, those crooked contracts may stand up. There are no crooked contracts. The people you've already robbed will lose millions more. Think what you're doing. I was driven out. I had to run and hide. Charlie, you're being loyal to thieves. I'm not. You've twisted this thing into your own mind until... Till, well, you don't know the difference between truth and lies. Don't I? You think everyone's against you when you've only turned them against yourself. Oh, no. Now you haven't even the courage to admit what you Stop. did. To save some shred of your self-respect. Now you accuse me. You lie and you twist and you... Stop it! And... Stop it! I think... Do you realize what you did? Now you listen to me. Damn it. No, no, no. I give you every chance, but every time you can no. turn rotten. I give no. you a final chance and you're lying. Please. Always lying. Now get out of here. No. Please. Excuse me, Mr. President. I... Mr. President, what has happened? Ralph, show Mr. Holdout. For the moment, he's unable to talk, but maybe he'll find that he can by the time he gets into court. Take him away, Ralph. I tell you, Bobby was completely off balance. He really seemed to believe he was the victim of some plot or other. He always did seem quick to blame other people, Mr. President. President, another report on the Holt trial. Did they put him on the stand, Miss Arnold? Just before the noon recess. And he said he's willing to give full details on everything that happened while he was director of the Veterans Bureau. Well, now, that's better. Well, if he doesn't change his mind, Bob, that means we can get those contracts canceled. I think I'll go over to the court, sir. I'd like to hear the rest of his testimony. All right, Bob, and drop in later. I'll want to hear all about it. I'll do that, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Oh, what a relief, Miss Arnold. What a relief. Now I can breathe for the first time in months. I'm glad to see you cheerful again, Mr. President. No, I'm not really. What? Why? Well, Charlie Holt was my friend, Miss Sarah. Can I ever trust... trust another man again? Does it make so much difference, Mr. President? As long as other men trust you? But will they, Miss Sarah? Will they? guess which president these incidents happened to? The time was 1923. 
The man we've called Charles Holt uh, and the president did, in fact, come to blows, and later that official, the director of the Veterans Bureau, really went to prison. The president, of course, was Warren G. Harding, and this incident was his first intimation that he had many corrupt officials in his administration. Warren Harding was one of our most tragic presidents. A man of great personal integrity, he never got over the treachery of so many men around him. Come and see me again next week, won't you? I'll have another story for you about the White House and Mr. President that I'm sure you'll enjoy. Good night. Edward Arnold appears as Mr. President by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Green Dolphin Street, starring Lana Turner, Van Heflin, Donna Reed, and Richard Hart. <laughs> Mr. President is presented each week by the American Broadcasting Company. It is produced by Robert G. Jennings, directed by Dwight Hauser. Miss Sarah was played by Betty Lou Gerson. Tonight's story by Paul R. Milton was suggested by incidents in the administration of President Warren G. Harding. Music was composed and conducted by Basil Adler. Be sure to listen again next week when Edward Arnold brings you another story of Mr. President. Now, here's a special program note. Tomorrow night, Break the Bank contestants will try for $3,220 in cash. Be sure to hear Break the Bank tomorrow night. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.